I hate you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Here's what, here's what I'm offering to do. Here's what I'm attempting. I guess I'm not offering I mean, here's a, here, well, there's two things. There's attempting and offering. This podcast, uh, there's two, at least two parts to it. There's the offering part. I'm offering to talk while you fall asleep. Uh, ideally, distract you from whatever it is that's keeping you up awake. But what I'm going to attempt to do, you know, how do I propose I can't, that's my offer. I'm here to talk you to sleep. I'll be here for the next hour. Hopefully it helps you fall asleep. How, how do I plan on accomplishing that? Well, that's a great question, by the way. If you don't mind me buttering you up and saying, Whoa, you, 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 do, do you ask these kind of wonderful questions at every podcast you listen to? And you might be saying, well, I didn't. I just thought of the question. I said, well, that's how it works around here, these parts. Uh, so it's the magic podcasting. Great job. Keep up that good work with those silent questions uh, by the by. But here, let me let me answer your question. And I know maybe someone's like, well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't thinking of or asking your question. I say, well, you were, you were, you were working your way up to it. I know, I know how you, 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 you were ready to launch soon. It's just percolating. That's how your brain works. Anyway, but buttering up's done. Uh, I mean, I've never done buttering up. Uh, butter up that popcorn. I guess see, I'm done. But I'm done with the buttering up metaphors because I can't think anything else other than butter, buttering bread. Have these things were these things proven to be unhealthy, and then recently they were proven to be neutral? Uh, I won't be buttering any coffee. I think that's the thing, right? Cough, buttered coffee, or is it co- coconut? Is there buttered coffee, or is it just a coconut coffee? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll keep buttering it. But here's what, actually, I'm way off. This is the beginning of the intro. I'm already off track. Uh, but here's what I propose to do, and it will butter you up. I, I don't always do that. You know, once in a while, i got to say, hey, great job listening. You're doing a heck of a good job turning this podcast on. Thank you. And I'm serious. That's not a diminutive compliment. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh but see, here's what I propose to do. How do I propose to? Uh, how do I propose to accomplish what I've offered? That's a, this feels like a, this is a good discussion. I'm glad we sat down and finally talked about all, all this podcast stuff. And if you're new here, thank, thanks for you know. Let's let's get this out of the way right up front. You're right. Uh, Whatever the Harvard negotiation product, you know, I'm working. Well, I haven't. They don't return my emails. But I said, hey, what about that Harvard negotiation? They still have that over there at Harvard, the negotiation project or whatever it's called. Can we get a uh, can we get can we get you on the podcast intro, the Harvard negotiate podcast intro, you know, because the intro is a negotiation. I'm introducing you. Then I'm making my offering, and now I'm saying, how am I going to deliver on it? I kind of feel like a, if, if this podcast, I mean, I feel like a used car salesman, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm not good at it, so it'd be, I could do that. I could sell used cars on this podcast. I wouldn't sell any cars. 
If anyone's from GM's listening, I do want to get you. I, I would like to check out that Chevy Volt or whatever. So I wouldn't mind selling a car for you in this podcast. But anyway, I don't think I could sell any cars to people, just like Larry David uh, in the Kirby Enthusiasm episode. But this would be more. I'd be a, Anyway, I'm trying to. Holy moly. So here's what I uh, am going to attempt to do. I'm going to try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, physical feelings, or uncomfortableness, or, or even more than that. Any emotional turbulence, ups and you could be in the middle of an up, you could be in the middle of a down, you could just have that, uh, what I have, a general state of uh, unrest, I guess, or what I don't even know if that's the right word. You could have friggin' neighbors making a bunch of noise. You could, you know, the, 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 you know, could have watched the news. That was a mistake, you know. Or you could have talked about any of that stuff. You, you know, could have talked to someone. You could have opinions, you know, opinions people have a few, and that can keep you awake. And you could be going through some sort of opinion analysis, or, you know, what do you say? Well, I, I don't know how many other people imagine, like, uh, like spend, I, I mean, I spend like, like I've, I've talked about this a few times. One of the reasons I make this podcast because I have like about five stories in my brain at all times. And most of them are, but, but usually I have one like a debating, some sort of debating narrative going on. Even if it's not about debates or politics, it's some sort of, you know. Anyway, sorry. So I'm going to try to create a safe place where there is no debating, where there is no internal or external opinions or analysis of those things. But it could be something totally different that's keeping you awake. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. Because, uh, you know, I, and I, I hope I didn't remind anybody of anything, but I say, geez, we can all relate here because you, you know where we are. Even if you're in the day shift or you're a third shift worker, you know, I send my voice across the deep, dark night. Even if daylight, daylight hits it or whatever, it's in a tube, so it can't, you know, as they send my voice, like, you know, if you, you go ahead and, you know, the, usually this isn't a participatory intro, you know, but if you do have access to a cardboard tube right now, like that your paper towels come in, toilet, toilet one would be a little short, toilet paper one, plus I don't know if I'd want to put the, you know, or longer, like a poster tube, that's from to send my voice through the deep, dark night. Uh, across the deep dark night, and that way, even if it's a light out in the tube, it's still the deep dark night. And why do I do that? Because I've been there, tossing and turning. Clearly, you know, I'm not a person with a full deck. You know, it's, 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 the deck is the deck. The deck can't even say deck. That's my. That's how. And I, the deck. My brain does have some deck in it. I think that was a hair product back, in, and then I. It was went back in my tasting days. I said, well. Yeah. What is a ne what what flavor does a neon pink dack taste like? Again, kids don't do this at home because it was way more water. But trust me on this, it was way more watery. Not a much not much of flavor in those dacks or whatever the '80s hair gel was that would be colored neon colors just just for selling the product. It didn't change the color of your hair. Because I think they had purple, yellow was the most popular, maybe a green or a blue. They all tasted the same anyway, by the way, and it was watery. 
Uh, but anyway, where was it? So I'm going to try to, to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. A little bit silly. I mean, a podcast doesn't necessarily have to make you laugh. Maybe, you know, if if you could if you could throw a chuckle my way, I'd appreciate it. But you don't need to chuckle. You know, shoulder shrug, I appreciate that. You say, well, it seems like I... What is this? What's up with this cat? And I'd say, man, you're hip. You use the word cat like that. Is that good? When you called me a cat, was that good? I mean, you know, I'm part of your brain, Scoots. Keep going with the intro. Okay, I'll keep going with the intro. So anyway, I'm, I'm here to take your mind off stuff. Send my voice across the deep character. I'm going to use these creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, over, you know, superfluous words for sure. Uh, purple prose, if I knew what that meant, and I've, I've had someone try to explain, actually the wonderful Craig Mason tried to explain it to me once on Twitter, and then I forgot I think I forgot what he said, and actually I didn't think it was, I said, did you say purple paper? Or maybe I thought he said purple po- pose, and he said purple prose is when you, uh, I think you use too many, you say you over-describe stuff. Uh, he wasn't talking about me, I was, it was a, Episode script notes podcast. Podcast is things interesting. thing. Oh boy, screen things about screen is interesting to screenwrite. I don't know. Script notes podcast about screenwriting and things interesting to screenwriters. Sorry, sorry, I get, get a fugue stated there. After delay, delay effect of eating too much dak as a young man. But if you're new here, uh, whew, I guess it definitely uh, it cleared all illusions of what this podcast is. This podcast is a little bit different. It's silly, like we were saying. And it's supposed to be distracting. It's supposed to take your mind off stuff. You say, well, I don't have to take this, this person seriously. But I'm here to be friendly. This is a friendly offering. I'm going to follow through on it. I follow through on this. I make this show three times a week. You know, episodes are about an hour, so it'll be here, uh, and I'll be here till the end giving it my all. Just in case you can't fall asleep, you you can take your time getting there, you know. And if you can't, I'll be here the whole time to keep you company. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, all you got to do is lie back. Hopefully, as I've been rambling and you say, well, I kind of don't really get this. When does the podcast start? It started, uh, already started. Now, just in case you want to skip to the story parts, the time stamps are in there. Uh, but, you know, you know, I guess I'm, I mix it up even now. But I guess this podcast is meant to take your mind off stuff, uh, distract you while you fall asleep. Repetitive, rep- repetitive repeating, that's another technique I use. Uh, but in all seriousness, all seriousness, <laughs> mispronunciations. In all seriousness, the reason I make this podcast is because I still have trouble falling asleep, and I, I can, you know, I I, I know what it, I, I I don't if I can help you fall asleep, it'd be great, it'd be my honor, uh, because I've been there. So hopefully, you uh, took your mind off stuff so far. Tonight's episode is going to be like a little bit different. Usually we have Metastas news episodes, but with the season, we're going to talk about a little seasonal specials, special or specials here uh, for the pumpkin season. So you just kick back, you'll listen to me ramble. I'll be here, like I said, like at least an hour. You're under no pressure to fall asleep, but you're also under no pressure to listen. 
Ian, I'm glad you're here. If you agree, this wasn't my best intro, but uh, if you're new here, I really appreciate you trying this podcast out. I know it takes some skepticism because there's so many sleep solutions and stuff. But like I said, it's just a sleep offering. It's here for you to try. And I really hope it, and I really yearn to, to help you fall asleep with it. So thanks. All right. So we're doing, tonight we're going to be talking about the great, it's, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, and I guess, I don't know, should I put out my personal feelings about this? Like, so I've watched this a few times and I'm watching, I'm going to have it playing on and off while I record here. And, you know, I don't know when this came out, it was before my time, this special, but when, even when I was a lad, this was like the Halloween special. And I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but it was never my uh, cup of tea. And I don't mean that. I mean that overall. There are certain things I really like about uh, It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which we'll talk about. And, and maybe they have some other memory to, to attach this. But I have, like, this visceral uh, thing where I'm like, hey, I don't know. Like, uh, and maybe I don't know if it's, like, the story snobbing me or if it's... Uh, if it's just just something else, or maybe like I don't think it's a contrarian thing. It's not like I have a, I don't know. It just wasn't a special where I'm like, man, I can't wait to watch. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So I guess digging deeper, maybe it's like a level of shame that I didn't share that, and I thought there was something wrong with me. I said, well, what's wrong with me that I don't love? It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, because there are things I love about it. Uh, the music, the colors, uh, Linus and Snoopy, and then there's I guess I guess and I mean maybe it's just like they identify so much with Linus and Charlie Brown at different times that it, that's what it is. I don't know, and I think watching this a few times cleared it up. But let's run through. Let's see, let's run through scene by scene here a, a few times. So the first run through, what I noticed was like Linus and Lucy come out of a house. And there's an apple and uh, there's tongue piles. What does that say? I don't know. Tongue pites, tang pites. There's a sun and uh, there's an intro into the, oh, they go into the pumpkin patch and they're picking... Picking a great per, per pink sky. Oh, picking a picking into the pumpkin patch. Picking uh, picks a giant uh, something. He has tr- trouble with the fence. Linus rolls the pumpkin, crash, and then they ca- carries it in the door. It's heavy, and then Lucy's very good with a knife, and then Linus, uh, Linus is sad about the pumpkin, and and because uh, you know, he says, "I can't believe you! I didn't realize what you were going to do to the pumpkin." Uh, and then the uh, scene changes. So let's go to my next set of notes. Okay, these are a little more poetic. Fall leaves, simple houses, watercolor backgrounds, red sun. Classic music theme, blue fence, green grass, purple sidewalk uh, against a dusk sky. Love the love of dusk. Like how much Schultz and the artists love dusk. 
inside of the house, there's cheap carpet and yellow walls and curtains. Uh, so that's the first two times I watched it, what I came up with the first scene. Okay, so I'm watching this, and they come out of the house, and Linus has got his, he picks up an apple and is grinning on it off the ground. There's a, a stark apple tree losing its leaves, an orange sun. He's carrying his blankies, eating the apple. It only takes a couple bites before he throws it away. I didn't think that was the greatest example. Kicks some leaves, Linus does. Now the sun is red, watercolor sky. Into a pumpkin patch right by them. That's pretty rare. Uh, um, you know, and especially, like, I don't know if this is a communal pumpkin patch. Linus is looking and Lucy's just saying, no, 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 no. Like, she, she's a judge. She's carrying the thing. It's huge, the pumpkin. He's holding it. And then again, the beautiful sky. It's like pink and purple. Wow. I mean, that's powerful, powerful art. And Linus has to roll the pumpkin to get around this blue fence. There's the purple sidewalk and the watercolor skies. Pumpkins start moving too fast, and then Linus gets has to get drags Linus straight to the house. Lucy's not pleased that he couldn't handle the pumpkin. He's afraid of his sister. She's glaring at him as he carries the pumpkin into the house. And now we see the cheap car carpet, almost like a pointillism carpet, but definitely in like from newsprint. At least Lucy put down paper, uh, and then she goes after the pumpkin very aggressively, and Linus is freaked out by that. He's upset. He goes, you can't, can't tell me you were going to take the pumpkin out. Okay, and then we have this next scene. Bats, and let me go to the, let me go to my notes. Uh, let's see, trippy, trick-or-treat, uh, dream opening sequence, hoo-hoo, owl. Okay, that's all the notes I had for that one. Let's see, trippy screen, bats, cats, and more, moon, uh, and then one leaf falls, then another. Okay, and then we see it, it's like it starts with the bats, and we see kids getting, uh, like, uh, surprised as they're trick-or-treating. The same kids we'll see trick-or-treating later. It looks like Lucy and some other kids, and then they see floating pumpkins, and they, like, run. Then dancing bones, then they run. Then a cat on a string, giant cat on a string, they run. Running back and forth, then a witch, uh, then they run into the pumpkin patch, and there's a quarter moon. And then we have It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, written by Charles M. Schultz. And then the owl uh, hoos and then goes actually close up right into the camera. Okay, and then we have a leaf falls, and then Snoopy blows a leaf. Charlie Brown is raking. Snoopy blows the leaf to Charlie Brown. He says, thanks, old pal. Which here in my notes I said was the first line of dialogue, but actually Linus's objection to the pumpkin's treatment is the first line. Then this was strange. We see Linus with a giant lollipop, and then he, he charges and jumps into the pile of leaves. And he gives us the wise words, never jump with a wet sucker. 
then Lucy, we see some bullying. Lucy tries to talk Charlie Brown into kicking a football. He says, no, no, no. And they put this, there's some important doc, uh, di- uh, dialogue we'll have to follow up with that. But she, Lucy says she has a signed document that she's not going to pull it away. But she pulls it away. She says it was never notarized. And I guess we could say Lucy's probably one of the worst people in the world, but I, they can't get, you know, I, don't, I haven't collected any evidence other than this. Uh, then, like, my second pass through notes, one leaf falls, then another. Uh, Snoopy uh, something. So Snoop, Snoopy misses one. Oh, he misses one leaf, then takes, there's a birch tree in the background, question mark. Uh, Charlie's Brown's hands are in his pockets. He crosses his arms over his heart. I think this is when he's talking to Lucy. Uh, there's lots of trees and open space and a light blue wispy sky. And in the live watch here, yeah, one leaf falls like reddish orange leaves. So great use of reddish orange. And the second one that Snoopy blows. I like Snoopy's eyes. Very nice dog eyes. Charlie Brown has terrible posture when raking. It can't be good for Charlie Brown's back. Then the pile is full of, like, nice yellow and reddish things. Then Linus is the giant sucker, which I said, no one, who gives a kid a giant sucker like that? They, the only place you can get those is the theme park, I believe. And then there's Linus with a face full of uh, leaves where he was thing. Okay, so now Lucy's trying to talk Charlie Brown and kicking the football. But he's like, I'm not going to fall for this. His hands are in his pocket. He says, no, you'll pull it away. I don't mind dishonesty as much as I mind your opinion of me, he says. You must think, you know, I don't get it. And she says, come on, Charlie Brown. And he, she says, please. And he says, no, 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 no. And what you're going to do is I'm going to come running and you're going to make a fool of me, you know. And she goes, no, no, trust me. I got a note. I got a, what did I say, a signed document testifying that I won't do it, you know, that I'll treat you with respect. You say, what kind of person needs a document after treat? I mean, I guess these are kids. You say they're just learning. Charlie Brown walks pretty far away to read it. And then he says, I'm going to kick this football. And, of course, Lucy goes to her old ways, pulls it away. Charlie Brown falls. The note falls. Lucy catches it. She says, funny thing, this document was never notarized. Okay, the next scene is really good. So Linus is writing a letter. Dear Great Pumpkin, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. I really love how Linus has this glee in this uh, scene, but even Snoopy comes and laughs at him. Another funny line is, being number two, perhaps you're trying harder. That's when Snoopy laughs. Then Lucy comes. She's really mad. Not again. Writing a letter to a stupid pumpkin. And then Linus says, uh, there's three things you should never have learned never to discuss or something with people. Religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. And then this kid crushed me. It's so good. Uh, P.S. If you were really fake, uh, don't tell me as I don't want to know. Uh, then Charlie Brown's sister comes and uh, she's in love with Linus and his idiosyncratic ideals, I put.
Or maybe she did ideas, maybe. Maybe she said that. And then Charlie Charlie Brown comes and takes his sister away. Says you're too too uh, uh, you're too strange. We get you can't be around my sister. Uh, then my second watch through. This is at four forty five. Uh, Linus has very nice handwriting. Uh, what is this? Oh, Linus. Uh, Lucy gets does not like. Her. She bullies Linus. She, she uh, throws Snoopy. Linus's tongue is out while he writes. Linus blushes when Sally's there. At first, Sally's hearts are blue for Linus, showing she likes him. Uh, then they become like a white with a pink maroon. Um, and then let's watch. Let's see. What would this watch? Yeah. Dear group, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween nights. Thinking. Hope you're going to bring me lots of presents. Chewing on his pencil. Uh, Child Brown's like, what are you doing? He says, well, it's a great pumpkin, man. When the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch and flies through the air with a bag full of toys. And Charlie's like, why do you believe in that stuff? And then Linus says, well, why do you believe in Santa Claus and with a beard? And then he says, well, you must get discouraged because more people believe in Santa than you. Well, let's face it, you know, Santa's got uh, more publicity. But being number two, as you said, you maybe try hard. That's when the Snoopy cracks up. And Snoopy's laughing pretty hard. And Snoopy goes in the room with Lucy laughing, falls on her laughing. So then she throws the dog, goes in to see what her brother's doing, yells at him, not again. Right, you can't be writing a letter to a pumpkin. You're making you're going to embarrass me in the neighborhood. All they talk about is my brother who waits for the pumpkin. And she says, you better cut it out or else. That's what Linus says. Yeah, don't talk about religion, politics, or the great pumpkin. And he says, hmm. And then this other girl, with uh, I don't know who she is, Orange, she tells him he's wasting his time. Says, hey, pumpkin, everyone tells me you're fake, but I believe in you. But P.S., if you really are fake, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Then Sally shows up. She's grinning, inquiring uh, about this great pumpkin. And Linus is a like idiosyncratic cuteness. He's blushing. And this is when he has this glee. This is when the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch and brings toys to all the good children of the world. Would you like to join me in the pumpkin patch on Halloween night and wait for the pumpkin? She says, sure. I'd love to wait around for a pumpkin. He says, what are you doing, man? Don't recruit my sister for this weirdness. And then Linus licks the envelope and goes to leave. And Lucy's watching TV. She actually has a TV guide with her on the cover of it. You used to have to look up in a magazine if you want to know what was on TV. Talk about it or go to one channel. That was the TV guide. And she goes, well, how do you think you're going to mail that letter? You're too short or whatever. And Linus uses his blanket to do it. And then we see Charlie Brown, who's dancing because he was excited to get his first invitation to a party. 
And Lucy's like, dude, you're on the wrong list. You're not invited to any parties. Um, let's see. My other old uh, Lucy has an old school wood wooden TV console because TVs used to be wooden furniture. Uh, the mailbox they go to is strange. It's on a pole. It's smaller. Water cooler. What does that mean? Candy corn colored leaves. I noticed. I don't know what that water cooler means. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, here we have Linus going through the living room. They have a nice lamp with a pink stripe. They go outside. We see all the open space they live in, which I don't know where they live. And he uses his blanket to get the letter in the mailbox and a creative move. Like Indiana Jones, like a young Indiana Jones. He floats the letter through the air, and it gets in there. Walks off. Susie frowns. Lucy frowns. There's Charlie Brown dancing. Uh, poor Charlie Brown, like a little Irish jig that he was invited to a party. He's really, really happy. Dances again. And she goes, you know, there's two lists. No invite and invite. This is just the kids at their worst, huh? I mean, I don't know if this actually plants ideas in kids. That's what worries me. And then Charlie Brown blushes. Then Linus goes behind him, welcome, great pumpkin. And goes into the pumpkin patch with the sign, scoping it out, settling in. And we get to a commercial break. Let's see if I had any other notes about that. And uh, here... Uh, Linus with uh, Welcome Grey Pumpkin sign. Then everyone's choosing their costumes. White sheets. Everybody uses white sheets in this town for costumes. That's disturbing. And they're talking about Linus being strange to Sally. They're saying, Sally, stay away from him. And then they're trying to tell to trick-or-treat. Sally's never been trick-or-treating before, so they try to... Um, uh, explain to her how to, to do it. Charlie Brown's hole filled. I had trouble with this. Oh, so whole, he got a hole filled outfit covered in holes. He goes, I had trouble with the scissors. And then Snoopy goes by. They said, what's that? He goes, it's a World War One flying ace. And the drums uh, start to, uh, as uh, Snoopy marches off. Uh, let's see, in here, uh, candy corn leaves, Lucy's with regular scissors. Yeah, who is giving these kids regular scissors? Uh, and, uh, oh, uh, Sally says a costume is, uh, is something to contrast to your personality. Then they talked about Linus. Boy, is he strange. He'll never learn. Uh, then in nine, ten, nine minutes and ten seconds, Sally has this moment about trick-or-treat learning. And then this, this was this was an interesting line in the dialogue. Someone comes in a costume and they say, is that you, Patty? Oh, it was Lucy. And they say, she says, no. So someone thought it was Pat, Peppermint Patty, but Lucy's like, no, it's not Peppermint Patty. Uh, then Sally learns how to trick or treat. Snoopy goes out uh, into the night sky, more watercolors. So, yeah, here we have Sally cutting holes in her two holes. She's just going to be a regular ghost. Really, she, she's, and then 
person should always choose the costume, which is in direct contrast to the personality. That's what Lucy says, but she's a witch with a red uh, witch hat. And then they're making fun of Linus, uh, blockhead of a brother at the pumpkin patch. And they said, what's wrong with that kid? He says, it was strange. And they say, yep. And so Charlie Brown just keeps his mouth shut. And Lucy says, well, they're learning about trick-or-treating now. Oh, can I go trick? Is this the year I go trick-or-treating? They say, yeah, all you got to do is say tricks or treats, which I don't know if that's a, a local thing or just in the, you know, we said trick or treat, not tricks or treats. And Sally has a little trouble getting her thing on. She puts her arms through the eyes holes. And Charlie Brown's uh, is all messed up. Then the other kids come. Charlie Brown's whole covered sheets. Then the kid Pigpen comes. That they say, well, the kid's always dirty. And the Pigpen's like, they'll never know it's me. But they're like, yep. And then Snoopy marches out. World War One flying ace. Sally says, now I've heard everything. All right, she's Boston. Let's go trick-or-treating, and then we'll go to the Halloween party. And then Snoopy marches out. Uh, Charlie salutes Snoopy. Snoopy heads out into the night, uh, holds the door. And Snoopy stands outside against the dark uh, sky, the watercolored sky. And then the kids stop at the pumpkin patch. Linus says, hey, have you come to sing pumpkin carols? Uh, and he says, he'll come here because I have the most sincere pumpkin patch. And then first Sally walks off the crew, and then she looks back, and then she runs back. Uh, let's see what the next thing said. Uh, Sally leads the trick-or-treating soup. He goes out. This guy has more watercolors. 10.30, they're at the pumpkin patch. Uh, Linus is sincere, so sincere. It, oh, he says something to Lucy. She says, welcome to the 20th century, bub. Uh, there's a full moon. There's purple and blacks and blues at the sky. 12 minutes, the camera zooms out on Linus and Lucy. Uh, so let's do the watch here. So, yeah, we have Snoopy marching. Kids going in the pumpkin patch. Lucy's at the head, glaring even through her costume. And Lisa's like, you're, "Hey, you can come. You're coming to do the pumpkin, sing pumpkin carols or whatever." And they're like, "They're gonna miss Halloween again." And Lisa says, "You know, I'm dedicated to the. I'm dedicated to the great pumpkin. And coming here because I got the most sincere uh, pumpkin patch in the, you know, around town." Well, you're going to be here when the great pumpkin rises in the sky and flies through the air. So good, this part with the Linus. And then he says, what do you don't believe in? The, I thought every little girl believed in what they were told or whatever. And that's when she says, uh, it's the 20th century, dude. And then Lucy gives him all made him, you coming or not? Uh, hey, Lucy, are you coming or not? And she walks off. Unsure, Linus gives this goofy look on his face. It's sincere, definitely goofy, but sincere. And then the heart's flutters. She runs back. And he says, oh, you came back, Sally. 
says, maybe you'll get to see the great pumpkin with your own eyes. Uh, she goes, you better not try to hold my hand. I'll sock you. And then uh, uh, Linus talks about, you know, the great pumpkin's going to pick the most sincere pumpkin patch. He's got to pick this one. I don't know how any pumpkin patch can be more sincere than this one. And this is where the camera pulls out, and you see this giant, beautiful night sky and watercolor. I think they go to an ad break. Uh, then the kids start trick-or-treating. Charlie Brown gets a rock three times in bed. I don't know what that says. And we see Snoopy stop with Camel and Dawn Patrol. And then Charlie Brown narrates Snoopy's, like, start and take off. Then we have Snoopy looking around in a red scarf and a green cap, and he flies his doghouse into battle. And this is a very 60s, 70s feel to it with the colors, purple, blue, magenta. And it switches back to normal as he takes on for, as he takes on for, I don't know, blue. And you see a normal doghouse, then he takes too many hits. And he's slowly going down. The doghouse starts to smoke. It lands. Uh, Snoopy shakes his uh, hand at uh, heaven, uh, salutes. And then we have Charlie Brown's narration about uh, uh, being trapped behind like uh, lines or crashing behind the lines. And then Snoopy starts to try to make uh, Snoopy's way back. We see Chalons sous Marne, 70, like a sign that says that. I think a stone sign, 70 kilometers. It's dawn uh, or down behind enemy lines across the French countryside, sleeping on hay. This is like my favorite part of this uh, special for some reason. Uh, something something about these French countryside sequences and the music is just my favorite uh, part. I don't know. I, I just love it. Uh, let's see. My notes here. Full moon, purples and blacks and blues in the skies. Camera zooms out. And we have trick-or-treat. The kids get a lot of candy, and there's no adults except for adults throwing the candy out. There's very cosmic stars in the sky like that. The kids have brown paper bags. Uh, and then, so, like, we hear about the Sopwith Camel, the World War One flying ace and the Sopwith Camel twice. And then contact. Somebody just shouts, the yellow sky gives way to blue, gray, uh, to some, the peep juicy orange to blue. And then they go into battle gray. White clouds, cool charcoal, smoke circles. As they go down, there's pinks in the sky. Wow. And then, you know, let's see, live watch, uh, kids, uh, full moon, lots of different candy. Well, the first house, Lucy asks for more candy for her brother. And uh, we see the stars in the background. We see the lights in the house. We see Charlie Brown get a rock, which I just think is unconscionable. Uh, but also, you know, relatable. You say, poor Charlie Brown, I got a rock. All the kids are like, I got a candy bar. I got a quarter. You know, I got some gum. Looks like Lucy got a bag and Charlie Brown gets the second rock. 
And the kids brag about what they got. Charlie Brown got a rock. Holy cow, two rocks. I mean, talk about devastating. Another rock. Popcorn ball. Bunch of stuff I got a rock. I mean, these adults, uh, there should be a movie about Charlie Brown. Now the kids are walking again. See a red barn in the background there. And they're talking about Snoopy. Now we cut to Snoopy. Orange, uh, original doghouse is orange. I think it's sometimes red bowl. The water bowl's blue. A juicy orange sky right now, as I did, described earlier. And now a blue sky with gray clouds. Now it all turns purple real quick. It was a battle scene. And then it goes to blue. Snoopy's laughing. Uh, gritting teeth, uh, trying to go after the Red Baron. Goes to blue, goes to a magenta or pink, you know, something. What color do you call that? Does a whole loop-de-loop after the Red Baron. Now back to normal colors. And now Snoopy's the one in trouble, dodging. Oh, hit. Shaking and laughing and now trying to go fast. Going after the Red Baron again. Looking around left, right, can't find the Red Baron. Oh, that's because you're in trouble, Snoopy. Oh, you can't find it. Oh, but now you're in big trouble. Engine trouble. Smoking. Uh, Snoopy stands and salutes as the plane goes down. Then they cut back, trying to look around, control the plane. Trying to land it, I assume. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Brace. Brace. Uh, lands, the doghouse lands in the same place it was before, shakes it to heavens, jumps into the dog bowl, crawls off into the grass, shones the Sumarne 70, it's Route 83 or something, running behind trees, uh, against the night, through a trench, uh, through another trench, behind a rock, and then sleeping on a bale of hay. Full moon, crawling again in the night under grass. Uh, then we have uh, pinks in the sky. Wow. Then we see Sally's reaction at 1610 to the kids bullying. Then we have uh, the party. There's party decorations. There's cat hanging, like a cat decoration, witch on a wall, All other stuff, some other stuff. Snoopy walking. Sound effects, full white moon, lots more decorations, hanging pumpkins. Then we have Schroeder with the portable piano and Snoopy crawling. Uh, then on my next thing, oh no, that was my next one. Sorry, I got to go back to my first one. Whoopsie. Uh, we have the kids, they stop by the pumpkin patch and make fun of Lucy and Linus. It was Sally, actually. And Sally defends him. He'll be here, you can bet on that. And then Linus uh, sweats as Lucy yells at him. She says, this better, this better, uh, uh, something. And it's a security for an eye sensor party. I have no idea what that says. Sincerity, uh, for an eye sensor. I don't know what that means. Something sincerity. Then we're at the party. They say, hey, Charlie Brown, can you be our model? He says, me? And then they say, yeah, you're the perfect model and, uh, for a jack-o'-lantern. And his face, his head smokes and his face turns red, you know, because it's not very nice. 
Then we see Lucy's now in a conical red wizard's hat, which is different. And we see Snoopy behind the lines. First Pontum soon three kilometers and Lamosal four goes through a river. Uh, past a big moon, uh, traverses some countryside, and he's hiding in some farmhouses, and he sneaks in a farmhouse, he's at the party, there's bobbing for apples, and then Lucy's like, I'll go first, they go, yeah, you have the perfect mouth for bobbing for apples, and then Snoopy's in there, holding her apple that she gets, and she goes, my lips touch dog lips, blah. Then we have Snoopy with the baton and, uh, what's the guy, Schroeder. And uh, first the Schroeder plays, Snoopy's like, play Slim, play some music, uh, Slim. And first it's like this happy march music, and Snoopy's going along happy. Then it's something more heartfelt with tears. Then happy again and sad again. So sad, Snoopy cries and howls, then cries and leaves and gets back on the trail. Okay, so let's watch as yeah, the kids go, and they, they surprise Lucy. And they say, has a bag of great pumpkin been by? You know, you two couple of suckers. And they say, you miss tricks or treats, but you could still go to the party. And they say, no, no, when Linus is blushing, as uh, Sally yells, you know, he'll be here. You know, you can bet on that, uh, and uh, we'll be the ones laughing. And then Linus looks different, and she says, is he coming or what? Uh, and she goes, I hope so, because you're going to mess up my reputation and my first trick-or-treating. And he says, look at this pumpkin patch. It's really sincere. Then we have the two kids studying the pumpkin. Actually, Charlie Brown has, like, a Zorro mask on. And then they say, oh, can you model? Oh, this is devastating how they say, oh, can you model Charlie Brown's? Like, oh, yeah, wow. Then they spin around. They just draw a pumpkin jack-o'-lantern in the back of Charlie Brown's head. They say, yeah, just like that. A couple eyes, a nose, and a mouth. And Sally copies it. And they say, yep, and Charlie Brown's blushing. And they say, thanks, Charlie Brown. Then we have Snoopy walking head down, point I'm assuming, three kilometers. Lamosal, four. Up a hill and then a river. Snoopy's got to cross the river, swimming across the river, full moon, night sky. Night sky, we see kind of two villages in a distance and some trees, very cool. And tall grass and Snoopy running, hiding behind rocks and trees, running between houses, uh, and then up into the party in the French countryside. Then all the kids are cheering. We see lots of decorations. This is a good scene with the decorations. Sally goes to uh, Bob for apples. The kids say, yeah, you got a big mouth anyway. And she comes out with kissing Snoopy. And she's not happy about that. Runs around. My lips touch dog lips. Uh, Snoopy goes over to Schroeder. Schroeder's got on this. Schroeder's no costume. He's costumed in music, I guess. 
And the music starts to play. Snoopy's going along, dancing and marching, very pleased. And then the tone turns again, uh, like a little bit more of like a Moulin Rouge type, uh, uh, directing the music, uh, attempting to conduct it. I don't know where you get one of these mini pianos like this Kid Schroeder has. It sounds so good. And it's a long sequence to try to Snoopy's happy, and then Snoopy's a little choked up, breathes deep, emotional eyes. Oh, well, then now like a crooked smile for the song. No, oh, I'm sad, no. So sad. Snoopy is so sad, crying, hiding Snoopy's eyes. Oh, no, happy again, marching and grinning. Oh, I'm happy, I'm marching, I'm marching. Even moving my hands and now spinning my baton, I'm so pleased. Now I'm directing music again. Oh, no, now I'm really sad. I don't even know if I can hold back tears. I mean, nope, tears are leaking out of my eyes. Oh, as I go along with my finger, conducting the music and weeping. Poor Snoopy. Sad on Halloween. You know, Snoopy's had a quite a Halloween. Weeping now on the side of the piano, howl, howling, howling. Now embarrassed and now cry, really crying. Out the door, crying, crying, weeping, tears spraying. Uh, runs off and now sneaks off towards the pumpkin patch. Okay, and then... Uh, this is a great scene. So Sally's uh, uh, something emerging patch where Sally's had uh, everything, but then they hear the sound. I think she's had second thoughts. He says, what's that? Uh, I hear the great pumpkin, and then he faints, and he wakes up and he says, uh, what happens? Did I faint? And there's a giant moon because he thought what he thought was a great pumpkin was a Snoopy. And I think this was part of my disappointment was they really wanted there to be a great, it's such a great mythology, the great pumpkin. But then Sally yells at him, what a fool I was. I could have had candies and apples and gum. You owe me restitution. And, and then Charlie Brown comes in line and says, you've heard of the fury of a woman's scorn? And Linus decides to stick it out, and then he even says he says something. He says, uh, good grief, but one slip like that can cause a great pumpkin to pass you by. I'm doomed. I don't know what this says. Four alarm Sally. Four, four a, oh, 4 a.m. That, that, that'll be important in a minute. Uh, let's see on these notes. uh uh, we have Sally looking cross, and it, maybe I didn't have the the, mute, the sound on on this. And then it says, "What's that?" And then it's twenty one minutes when she's uh, like the joy and shock of Linus. Uh, the full moon, he faints, and she says, "You ruined my chance to have tricks or treats. I could have had candy apples and gums and monies and cookies and treats and lots of things." And this is where Sally were watching as her arms are crossed. Linus is trying to reason with her. When the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch, and we'll be here to see him. And then it's, what's that? It looks on their face really, really good. And he's just so overjoyed. 
I can hear the great, is that the great pumpkin? And he's pointing there, there it is. He's like, finally. And then Snoopy rises out uh, and he faints. This is, this is really good, really good. And then he's like drunk with joy. He goes, what happened? Did I faint smiling? And uh, Sally's, you know, grimacing, shaking her arms. Uh, and now she's letting out her, her you know, Whoa, at not getting to go uh, trick-or-treating against the full moon, too. Really big full moon. So you dragged me into this great pumpkin mess. Uh, and, you know, whatever. I, I missed out on all my tricks and treats. Can't believe I fell for it. What was I thinking? And poor Linus is just kind of staring at her in shock. I think she calls him a blockhead. What a fool I was. Uh, then all the other kids come. Charlie Brown, they're all out of costumes. She, she's yelling at him. Linus is shaking. Charlie Brown says, yeah, you heard about a woman feeling scorned. You should think about a woman that's been denied tricks or treats. Fury of a woman who has been cheated out of tricks and treats. And all the kids leave, leave Linus by the Linus itself. He says, it won't be long now till the great pumpkin comes, you know. I'll still put a good word in for you or something. And he says, oh, I can't believe I... And I love, he says, I'm doomed. A little slip like that can cause a great pumpkin to pass you by. I'm doomed. And he says, all right, Great Pumpkin, where are you? And then we see Sally, it's 4 a.m., and her alarm goes off, I guess, and she wakes up. She's like, oh, 4 a.m. She's got like a red house coat on or something and blue slippers. Checks Linus's room, not in there. Goes outside. She has like some sort of beret on or something, yellow, and then Linus is freezing with just one blanket. Out in the pumpkin patch. She gets him up, helps him, brings him inside. This is like her one redeeming attempt at a moment. Takes his shoes off, puts him in bed, puts a blanket on him. He's sound asleep. And then we say, well, Sally's redeemed. And then we have the end scene with Charlie Brown and Linus talking. Uh, another Halloween's gone. All I got was racks. And he goes, yeah. And Linus says, well, you know, he goes, uh, well, you waited for the pumpkin, and the great pumpkin never showed up. Uh, so I guess we're both fools or something. He goes, don't take it too hard, Linus. Uh, he goes, oh, I do stupid things all the time. And Linus goes, eh, what do you mean stupid? Just wait till next year. He says, you'll see, Charlie. This is it. He goes, I'm going to find a more sincere pumpkin patch as the credits start to roll. Uh, you know, and this is when I'm going to teach everybody about it. When the Great Pump's going to come, they're going to give me double toys and candy because, well, that's Linus, the most dedicated pumpkin fan ever. And Linus just berates things. Let's see what else I got in here in notes. Uh, could I have candy? Yeah, okay. Sally has a canopy bed and a teddy bear, but the teddy bear is on the floor at the foot of her bed. And then we have Charlie and Linus on the wall, philosophy, and uh, talking about def their defeats. And Linus is so mad we see Linus's teeth. 
Let's see. She looks in his room. She gets coats and stuff. She goes on, gets Linus freezing, puts him in bed. Linus and Charlie Brown are talking. All they got is a big bag full of rocks. No great pumpkin. Don't worry. I've done stupid things. And that's when he says, stupid. It's not stupid. I put WTF. But yeah, I guess you're like rewatching this a few times. Uh, I mean, I love Linus's sincerity and his d- d- joy in his reactions, how he faints and how he, he keep persists in the face of uh, others' disbelief. And then even realizes, hey, if you, you don't exist, don't tell me, please. There's uh, something about just Snoopy's like crossing over the French countryside that I like, and I like the music about that. But other than that, I guess I just don't connect. I guess like the idea of Charlie Brown getting the racks, I don't know. And, and I don't know, I guess maybe the truth. I don't know what, why as a kid I just didn't like this or, or desire to watch it as much as I, and I, I still, I guess, I guess I say, well, like those are the things that appeal to me. I, I loathe Sally, I'll be honest. Charlie Brown doesn't exactly come across as a loyal friend in this, so I would have to criticize Charlie Brown and say, hey, buddy, have you been, like, who's worse? Have you been getting racks every Halloween or just this Halloween? You should stay with your buddy, Linus. But, yeah, that's it. That's it. I hope you're resting and thinking about, uh, you know, a warmer, more comfortable pumpkin patch, a pumpkin pillow patch uh, that you're floating in now. Sinking in, you know, the sleepy smells of pumpkin pie spice in the air as you gently drift into sleep. Good night. I want to thank everybody over on Twitter. Uh, Nug from Illusionoid, Jelly Sack, uh, Tiffany, Grant W., thanks and good night. 10F10 and Rick Ross, thanks and good night. Uh, Jalen, happy to help you fall asleep. Mr. Hyde, the Mr. Hyde, thanks and good night. Betty Pinned, thank you and good night. Emily G, who did what? Thank you and good night. Uh, Lynette N, thanks and good night. Jennifer L, coming with the mercy, thank you and good night. Uh, Christian J, and his quixotic t- uh, tweets. Uh, uh, Yovian uh, Drace, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Miranda, thank you and good night. Aubrey B, thank you and good night. Or Aubrey D, Colleen B, thank you and good night. Texas Toast from Kathy, thank you and good night. Uh, Richard P, thanks for clowning around and recommending some great podcasts. Uh, 194 Angle Street or Angel Street, probably Angel Street. Uh, thanks for including us with some amazing podcasts. Holy. Uh, Amy C, Snacky, everybody. Uh, Graham W, thanks for the shout out to Lumi Lights. Uh, thanks and good night, Doctor. Uh, Vinyas, uh, thank you and good night. Spacer, thank you and good night. Amelia Bergs, uh, thank you and good night. Uh, Jonathan C, thank you for that great question. Glad I can answer it. December C, I see on Twitter. That's a good old friend of the show. Kim L, thank you and good night.
Uh, Cordy, Porty, thank you and good night. Thanks. Madison, congrats on launching your podcast or joining a podcast. Uh, uh, it's all in the reflexes podcast. Thanks and good night. Uh, Tanya and the cats again. Thanks and good night. Christina with an A. Uh, Christiana, thank you and good night. Acoustic Sheep, thanks and good night. Michelle P., uh, thank you and good night. Thanks and good night to Elizabeth. Uh, KCL, thank you and good night. Dawn M., thank you and good night. Uh, 95 Accord, I wish I had a 95 Accord, but thank you and good night. Or you have 2005, maybe 2000. Mary, Mary Beth, thank you and good night. Uh, Babs, Babs is out there being like Babs. Thanks, Babs, and good night. Joan W., thanks, and good night. Uh, Maywood09, with the debate wind down, thanks, and good night. Carrie, Echo Textual, thank you, and good night. The Baroness Bonnie, thanks, and good night. Uh, Suzanne W., thanks, and good night. Uh, Icy Wiz, Christina, thank you and good night. Bear Trap D at the Fitness, thank you and good night. Uh, JJL, thank you and good night. Small Cap, uh, thank you and good night. Uh, a shout out to the back of the net podcast, thanks uh, for the support. Uh, Ken W, thank you and good night. Uh, Georgia, of course, thanks and good night. Nocturne, Vanessa, thanks and good night. Illusionoid, thanks and good night. I guess that's a week, huh? Yeah, Chris H., uh, thank you and good night. Uh, Dan from Sinetti, thank you and good night. And Jenna F., uh, thank you and good night.